Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. My, uh, my yarn windscreen. Yeah, I've got a couple things here with this new setup where it's it's got a uh, both a, a windscreen on the mic and then it's got the little thing that like swoops around in front of or it's got the like the windscreen in front of it and then the thing that, like goes over to make it like a big puffy mic. Um, so it, it seems to work well. I'm, I'm still editing last week's uh, or two weeks ago episode and uh, I mean it seems to have a decent quality as far as sound and everything. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, of getting it going there. So, uh, but yeah, I mean back uh, this week. With uh, we just got out our was it our Halloween? No, it was our pre Halloween episode, so I'm still editing yep. the Halloween episode. <laughs> um, so you know, the hopefully the stuff we touch on this week is relevant at the end of the month, um, <laughs> so that we're still online there. But uh, as, as we're recording this, I'm uh, impatiently uh, waiting the uh, the result of Monday Night Football where I need both of Miami's wide receivers to keep a combined less than 10 points total uh, so I can hopefully yeah. win two matchups. So uh, <laughs> hoping the, the Panthers can do me a solid and, uh, and pull out a, pull out a good one tonight. Yeah. They've got Cutler passing to him instead of Kaepernick. So they'll be fine. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so, that's yeah. pretty safe to say across the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, depending on what side, it's just not going to be pretty dude. I haven't, I haven't actually watched any football this year. Um, I, uh, partly it was, um, I was a very small part, you know, part of the, part of the boycott, um, very small part, but what made it easy for that to happen is that, um, direct TV lost the, the, uh, what would be CBS and Fox uh, for yeah, yeah, affiliates. Yeah. So when I did try to, I was like, I'm not going to watch football. I'm like, I'll watch a little game. And then I tried to, and I couldn't, and I just said, well, I guess I'll just boycott then. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, it's dude, dude, football's too violent for me to watch. I can't, I, I can't like every time like somebody gets hit, like I'm flinching and like, you know, I'm like doing like somebody's like middle, you know, like somebody's like elderly grandmother just sitting there being like, Oh no, Jonas, don't get hit anymore. And I've got my hand over my face, you know, just like peeking through. It's just, it's bad. I, I can't. I'm just like just thinking about it like I'm already like filled with anxiety of watching like grown men get hit each other for money Mm -hmm. I mean it's like I've I've watched it you know my entire life growing up with it and everything there so it's it's definitely something that uh uh is ingrained in me but even so like I've I think I've ended up listening to more um (laughs) football games this year than I have actually watched them um just based on being like an out-of-town Eagles fan and um the Bears here not not really doing that well um and so i I, i'm generally kind of multitasking and i like i was playing in one of the or like ixalan pre-release listening to the eagles game um doing like shopping and like or cleaning and doing all that stuff so uh sirius xm app on your phone and a good pair of bluetooth headphones uh, goes a long way for for paying a lot less than the direct tv stuff (laughs) yeah yeah it'll be um it'll be good i'll have to give it a check out um so one of the things i know um I did want to touch on before I forgot was I definitely wanted to go over my, uh, my first comic con convention experience. I know. Um, which was, uh, this, this past weekend. Um, Oh, and then I also, uh, as from our group chat, I got passes for the room too. Um, okay. so I was flying as I told one of my coworkers, um, that my, my little weekend starting Friday, was contained the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, so I'm for our, our listeners, the room is a cult movie, a uh, cult classic movie, not a movie, a cult movie. That not makes it sound like it's a movie about a cult. Yeah. So, um, it came out in 2003, made $110 at the box office, ran in LA theaters, uh, ran in California theaters for like two weeks. Um, it's, it's like, Somebody took a Tennessee Williams play and beat it to death with a shovel and then tried to fill it with what a foreigner think what America what America is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's crazy melodrama. It's awful, but it's one of those movies that's just a, a, a joy to watch if you have a group of people throwing things at the screen with you. Um, so I finally was able to go one of my first room screenings. Um, I think I've made 
everyone I think I've made everyone that I know that I can like sit down in a room with like multiple other people watch it. So like some of like some of our mutual friends have seen it because I've literally had them come over and be like, oh, yeah, we're all going to play video games. And you're like, I don't know. What do we want to play? And you don't know. You can't decide. And then I just break out the room and shove it in. And I'm like, hey, let's make fun of these people. So but um, I mean, that's exactly how like cult classics exist. Like there really wasn't that much (laughs) as far as, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, aside from people dragging them, uh, dragging friends to go see it because otherwise they wouldn't go see it. Like same thing. Yeah. Like kevin smith movies most of like a lot of his early stuff is all just cult classic type stuff as far as yeah. having a, a word of mouth or like friends sitting down and watching stuff so i i know i've i've had people watch uh dogma and clerks too more times than they care to admit but uh, that's how people jump into that stuff that's so funny you mentioned kevin smith i've got a movies bank sitting here on my desk excellent um so um yeah, like so I was I was riding high Thursday night. Um I, I scored the passes, um, you know, was ready to go. I bought my I got my I brought spoons, was ready, I had you know, was prepped, like, you know, I was good. It was a fantastic experience. You know, I had a couple really good jokes that made the whole theater laugh. Um but uh, you know, so I was ready. I was ready for this Comic Con. I was feeling good. I had already seen the beauty of what would happen when people could come together to enjoy something they all like. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Comic Con. Um, which... Well, just first, first. I mean, do you want to identify which one it was? Or uh, yeah, yeah, we can go and we can go and do that. So um, the Comic Con that I attended is at um, uh, was in Durham or Comic Con Bull City. There's two that happen in the area. There's Oak City and then Bull City. Oak City being Raleigh. Um, from my best understanding of how it works, is that Comic Cons are basically like a franchisee or something. Um, and so um, a lot of states, or not states, a lot of cities with larger populations tend to do their own Comic Cons. Um, like I know, I think there was like a Comic Con in Asheville this year. Um, which was not connected to the two that were down here. Um, so I haven't gone to a lot of conventions in generals. Um, I really don't count Grand Prix um, because I'm usually hustle. I'm usually a hustling nerd doing some kind of nerd hustle during that anyway. So, um, you know, I, if I'm making money, I don't really consider it. I don't consider it a extravaganza of things that I like. It's more of a uh, more of, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to hustle me some, some free dinner tonight. So, <laughs> Um, so I went, um, this, this, this whole, the whole thing was just basically doomed from the start. Um, we've been dealing, uh, with scheduling issues at work and we've also been dealing with staffing issues. So the, I really just wanted to have this weekend off so I could go and do this and actually devote the time to it. You know, get the media, get the media credentials, which that's something I, oh, I haven't even told you about that. Um, get the media credentials that I needed uh, so I could, you know, possibly maybe score an interview, do some recording because I don't have great recording equipment. Um, but try and make it work. Maybe get like a little YouTube blurb kind of we could rip the audio from. Um, but needless to say, so. I apply for the, I apply for the media pass. Don't hear anything. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just go and deal with it in person. Um, so that Sunday I find, I find out like Tuesday that I'm not going to have this Sunday off so I can actually use the three day pass to go Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I go, okay. I talk, talk it over the person that I'm going, they go, it's fine. Um, I get off relatively early on Friday We'll go and, um, you know, uh, uh, we'll go Friday, check it out, see if it's worth actually going back to on Saturday. And I'm like, okay. Um, Because it was only like a $10 difference between the two passes. Be getting uh, Friday, Saturday pass, and then uh, a three-day pass. So Um, so we go. um, So I take Friday off because I have coverage uh, for the one time. (laughs) <laughs> last last week I had actual coverage at my site. So um I take Friday off, you know, she's been hemming and hawing about wanting to play, you know, manager or whatever, and I'm like, cool, you know, I I'm indifferent as long as I keep getting paid and have benefits, I don't you know, um 
<laughs> you know, I'll do I'll do what needs to get done, but I'm not gonna jump out of my way to be gung ho leader. Um, especially when I'm gonna be there by you know half the half the time by myself anyway. So, um, so Friday comes around. I uh, there's a GameStop Pro Day, um, which some of you know I like games. Um, I've been in a very big modern gaming kick this year we actually just talked about it. i don't know if we actually uh off mic we were talking about that um and i uh they had a pro sale uh they had a really good sale on new games for the ps4 before um before black friday or turkey thursday or whatever you want to call that amalgamation of capitalism when we celebrate stealing the land from native americans um so um, I, uh, saw their ad. So they had a couple of games on sale for really good prices. The main one I wanted to get was the new mass effect. Um, cause I heard not great things about it. I saw a little gameplay, wasn't terribly impressed, but they were selling it brand new for like 12 bucks. Um, so I was like, I'll check it out, add it to the pile of stuff. I picked up that in horizon was set, had all my stuff ready. I had got my little purchases out of the way. I was ready to go to this convention and get going. Um, uh, the person I'm going with is supposed to get off at one or two, uh, we're meeting up, then we're going down. Uh, the person I'm meeting up with doesn't show up here until like five. Um, when we were supposed to be meeting about like two thirty. um, and we don't get down to the convention center, uh, until five thirty. uh, five o'clock. The things completely closed down when we go. Like lights are off. Um, there was no marketing about like when things were going. They basically, it seemed like because there were parts of the convention that were going on longer, that it would go on longer. Apparently, that's not how it was marketed, or it, no one knew um, necessarily what was going on. So we drove all the way down there. Yeah, I mean it's weird Plus, that just checking the site that they're advertising the entire weekend yet stuff is closed down by five o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, I was like, that kind of sucks. Um, the person I'm going with is start, you know, goes like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, dude, just chill. You know, <coughs> lesson learned. We would have been able to see whether or not it was worth coming back tomorrow. If you had actually showed up on time, but whatever. And I go, so we make plans. We try to, um, go and, get food the person that i'm with doesn't want to listen to any kind of reason the fact that we're less than a mile from duke's campus and there's a convention that's happening in town i'm like we're not eating anywhere around this convention center i'm like let's go find a cool restaurant that's like 15 20 minutes out of the way that won't be busy that's in durham doesn't happen we finally eat after like two and a half hours of dragging me around from restaurant to restaurant being told there's like an, you know, anywhere from a 15 to a 45 hour wait, you know, 45 minute hour wait. Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever we eat back, come back this way, hang out for a little bit go, all right, dude, let's meet up at 11. We can go down. We can have the full day. Um, okay, cool. Person I'm going with doesn't show up until one. Um, I'm like, okay. I, at this point, like I had already been like, I'd started playing mass effect. Like I was already kind of in Mass Effect a little bit, and tr you know, trying it out, and I was like, okay. Um, and then we get down there, get in, um, try to get, try to figure out, ask about media passes, uh, try to ask about my media passes. The person was like trying to pretend to be you, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're not getting a media pass. I've I had to send them links and everything to the website, which your face, your beautiful face, is prominently plastered all over, as is mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um. Any any five year old can play Guess Who and matches. I mean, they have magazines where they practice that highlights. Yeah, you know, they just match the match the things that are alike or circle the differences. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, I'm told that I have to. I'm like, well, the media passes inside. I go, okay, that's fine. I like, I really just wanted that. I didn't care about having to pay to get in or not. I just wanted the media pass so I could basically have a credential that's like, look, I'm a tiny member of the press. 
I do tiny things, you know, a tiny yeah. member of the press. I'm a tiny little cog, but I just want to try and get this interview or, you know, get this sound bite from you or, you know, maybe take a picture, you know, talk to you, write a blog, ex- you know, like something, you know, so. Well, just standard reasoning for why there's press credentials as far as coverage and promoting exactly. and stuff like that. Exactly. And, you know, I wanted to tell people about the event. Like I do, I am technically a freelance writer for some of the local game stores. Um, you know, so technically I could write whether or not it's worth, uh, to go to your event and have it posted on a site and be paid for it. Um, so, you know, whatever. So So, like you were looking for swag or any of that stuff to to basically take stuff and get stuff for free. Yeah. And so we go in, they tell us, so we go to, um, you know, pay and we go to pay. We don't take care of all that. We go in. They tell us. I'm like, hey, what about this? They're like, oh, go to the information desk. I go. The guy comes down that's running the convention. Um, after they instead of just going, oh, hey, you know, this wasn't translated. You know, like you didn't do this right or that right or we didn't think you were big enough or whatever. I don't get any of that. The guy comes down and is rude as I don't even I don't even know what. Um, and like just really rude, really standoffish, and he goes. I'm like, hey, man, I applied for a media pass. I was just trying to figure out what was up with it. You know, I do a small blog. I want to be able to do stuff. And he goes, oh, well, you're, you've already got a you've already got a, a pass, yeah? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's all you need to do any of your media stuff. And I'm like, excuse me? You're telling me I can walk onto what is technically private property and videotape all of these people, record all of these people without their explicit permission? And do terrible things and terrible things with coverage if I chose to just because I have this little wristband around my my, my wrist? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, usually you end up asking for a little bit more or uh, I mean, there's there's more as far as we're interacting with people. But the, the media credentials tend to give you a little bit more credence as opposed to just somebody else standing there recording anybody. Exactly. And like I'm like I'm like, that's not like that's not OK, because. Even though you, that is technically, that's an event that's hosted that technically is sort of private property. Like there is a certain expectation level of privacy. Well, I mean, unless it's in a outdoor public park, it it definitely is, you know, a a, uh, um, a private property. Well, yeah, and I don't think it was honestly fair to um, people in attendance to basically just throw away any right they might have to any specific amount of privacy that should be guaranteed by that event outside of certain things outside of like, you know, um, media outside of media, what would be considered media coverage. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like you don't walk into a private, there is nothing when you buy a ticket to a comic con that explicitly states that you agree to have your picture taken, your voice recorded, your likeness used in our advertisements and in media events without your without your permission. Ideally, what's supposed to happen is that that's supposed to be in there when you buy a ticket for that event. And those with people who have the media credentials basically go, this is how I agree to basically be using this material in a certain way is basically for the media or as a member of the press, um, because there's a certain level of responsibility and, uh, due diligence there. And like, <laughs> this is gone. Yep. He goes, and he was like, and so when I told him I had filed for the media pass, he goes, Oh, did you, he was like, Oh, did you email me? Did you get an email from me? I'm like, no, I filled out a form, the form on the website. And he was like, Oh, well you needed to email me. And I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Because he wouldn't even tell me his name. Well, even then, like, that's what I've just been checking the website now. And I, I look at a lot of con websites and everything, but there's there's nothing there as far as showing up and, and doing some of that. So, um, like, I, I've been trying to, to look at, I mean, anything for Media Pass or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, everything you click on kind of just goes to the, the full, like the content or the Contact Us form. So that's mm-hmm. what I, I would imagine that that's what 90% of the people that they're doing uh, whenever there's a contact link, it goes to their form. So yeah, that's a, a pretty obtuse uh, webpage if he's going to get an attitude about that. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, 
you know, he's like, you can do whatever you need to do with the media, with the, with your media stuff, just with the weekend. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm really not going to do anything because I personally don't feel comfortable doing that without having that, without having a specific credential, mm-hmm. um, to, to at least represent that. So when I sit there and if I stop some, uh, an artist or whatever and go, Hey, you know, I, can we talk about three minutes about art or whatever, you know, Hey, I don't want to use this for a blog post or whatever, or I don't want to be able to talk about this or do any kind of connection. Like, like that's not, or if I want to take, uh, if I record the video, I mean, like, it's just not, it's just not an appropriate thing to do without some kind of very specific credential that you have. Um, so yeah so i just ended up not doing anything but i was like whatever i'll just basically take mental notes and just write about my experience experience here and at this point the person that i i went with was basically just starting started their their descent into childish meltdown um and was you know pretty irate now the con itself was not very um removing removing that the um others the con itself was not very uh well organized there was a lot of um uh, people just weren't talking to each other it wasn't disorganization uh, miscommunications um the whole thing was basically stacked on top of itself um you couldn't figure out where basically panels were taking place um there was no clear itinerary posted um outside of the programs but there wasn't anything um there is no <laughs> the arcade so you've been to a lot of conventions i've been to a couple gaming conventions and i've heard people talk about like animation and that stuff if they have an arcade it's on free play right mm-hmm. the arcade wasn't even on free play well i mean that's what the there's been a couple other uh, cons in the area that had, or I mean, that was one of their big draws that, I mean, you had went to in downtown Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which one that was, but uh, I don't think it was Oak City. Or it may have been Oak City, yeah. but I mean, that was... Yeah, it was a uh, playthrough. Okay, so I mean, so obviously, like, I mean, that's their type of convention, but it seems like that would be the, the same thing as if, if you're going out of your way. And I would imagine if they have a decent set of machines, it's not like they're probably not coming from the same people when they wheel them in. Um, so you would think that they would have mm. the, the same idea to, to get that going. Yeah, it was, I mean, and you know, I, I, you know, it was just ridiculous. I'm like, I have to put a quarter in this machine after I just paid you $50 to walk in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I can understand paying for pictures and paying for that, but like you literally, there was like nothing, there was nothing to do. You couldn't find the panels. Like it was like, you know, all stacked on top of itself. And, um, you know, there are two vendor rooms. There is one for the general vendors and the one for the artists. And there is no organization. You had no idea which room you were in until about halfway in. They were all crowded. Um, and then they closed, then they closed that down at seven. Um, and, um, you know, there were just no, um, there just wasn't a lot of good communication, a lot of, um, good organization. And what I was seeing is you'd walk through this tiny little main hall and you'd see people and there's not even a place for people to really take pictures and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, and there was like, for instance, they had a Han Solo in carbonite statue thingy. It could have been like a prop, but you didn't know if it was like a recreation or a prop because there was no signage. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing in the main hall was just this Han Solo thing. So it's like you see these like groups of like nerds and cosplay huddle around like small electronic devices trying to keep themselves entertained. And I'm like, you know, I was just like walking through and I was like, you know, it's like this feels like, you know, uh, almost like these people are trying to make the best out of a really not great situation. Um you know. Well, in, in those situations, I mean, that's signage goes a long way because if you want somebody to interact with something, you need to tell them. If you don't want somebody to interact with something, you need to tell them. Um, and so, I mean, that, that goes a long way, making sure people know where they need to be, um, mm-hmm. making sure people understand kind of what they're doing, what they can do, because 
not everybody's going to I, I don't know, looking at this one, it, it looked like they had a program. I don't know if you got it as part of attending or you had to pay for it. And not everybody's going to buy it and or if it's free, not everybody's going to flip through it and read it. Mm. Um, so, I mean, signage goes a long way, uh, even if they're just, you know, posters that are poster board that you're sharpieing on. Um, yeah. At least, you know, somebody can get a nice uh, fume high writing them out. Um, yeah. So so that, that goes a long way because there's, uh, you know, as cons scale and you, you want to your goal is to become more popular and the only way you can do that is not by having, you know, X number of people constantly tell people where to go. Like you need people to be able to migrate on their own. So, yeah, I, um, you know, and there was, there was a program, um, but it was very, uh, because the, basically the convention was taking part, like taking place in like several different areas and you weren't given what would have been helpful is that like, it was probably in the program. Like I lost my program. Um, um, but there was like, you know, it was taking place in several different areas. Nothing was about clear about where things were actually happening. So, um, you know, it was really hit and miss and kind of just all over the place. It didn't help that like you were fighting with, because the convention center was connected to the Marriott. Mm-hmm. So you were fighting with hotel guests on top of it. Um, for some of the resources, which was pretty fun. Um, and like, it just, I mean, it just really wasn't well organized. Um, the, like the attitudes weren't great. Um, it didn't help, you know, uh, the, the person that I went with started to basically sort of spiral into just that kind of misery kind of thing. Um, including a meltdown in the middle of the, in the middle of one of the vendor booths. Okay. Uh, because they did not like the prices of the items. And basically, like, um, you know, I, I attempted to, like, grab me by the arm to, like, pull me out of a booth. Kind of meltdown. And I'm like, what? I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, what is your issue? Ah, oh, these prices are all too, uh, like. You need to chill out. But if anything, that's right in your wheelhouse where you know that's now that that's just going to be uh, basically 100% um, uh, essentially a, a 100% uh, negotiating, haggling, all of that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's like you, you can't get offended by what ticket or like what ticket price somebody's putting on their stuff, especially for collectibles, what, what somebody ticket yeah. price is kind of coming in with. Yeah, and, like, on top of it, it was just, like, um, now, there are other reasons to get upset um, at that particular booth because they're sort of misrepresenting some items, but that's different. Um, oh, this thing's modded to do this. I'm like, you basically damaged it, and you need to say that you damaged it. Um, like, they, it was because it was a video game booth, and one of the things they had was um, uh, uh, very uncommon uh N64 variant, and they're like, oh, we modded it to play Japanese games or something of that. Which, to do that, you basically have to break something in the, in the off of the board in the system. Yeah. Um, and it also very well could have just been a Japanese system. Um, and the prices on those are substantially different than American prices. But, um, no, I think I'm going to call it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it included that... Um, the one of the few things I was able to find out you could do was that they gave you movie passes for their film festival, um, which ended up being like a lot of um, movies related, loosely related to comic books. Um, like one of the movies that they showed was Adventures in Babysitting, uh, which has that uh, Elizabeth Shue in it. Um, and the only tie to comic books it has is that the, one of the little girls that she babysits is obsessed with Thor. Well, yeah, and so that's um, what I, I remember that as far as her having the helmet and everything, but that's uh, yeah, that was mm. an odd one to choose. Yeah, um, especially since you have a family-friendly ev- event, and one of the running gags in Adventures in Babysitting is that Elizabeth Shue looks like the recent Playboy model uh, centerfold in that movie. So, like, the, there are characters that come up like, oh, my God, it's Miss January or whatever. Um you know, and it's like, I don't know if necessarily like that's totally appropriate for like a family setting. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, I look, I enjoy adventures and babies and I think it's really funny. But 
Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the one you're opening up with at like 1130 on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was like Terminator, Batman 66, the Care Bear movie for some reason, um, which I did not get to see because the person I was with misread their program for the start time of the of the movie. Um, but that was actually a kind of a neat experience was we went and saw um, Batman, uh, the original Batman movie. And um, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, uh, Adam West, oh, Adam West. OK, so, yeah, Port original Port. Batman 66. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was fun. Um, made me realize a lot about film because even though the movie kind of just had the feeling of, uh, screw it. There were some still, uh, really gorgeous shots in that movie that I was not expecting to be in there. Um, there's a lot of really good composition and balance in certain places, um, that I would not 66. Mm -hmm. Um, now my grand you, the, the movie, it's, you know, Batman 66. So it's, you know, um, not the greatest piece of cinema, but there was like a couple things in there, uh, composition wise, where there's a scene where they're in, um, I guess spoilers, um, for <laughs> 51 years later. Yeah. A movie where the majority of the cast is dead. Um, <laughs> no one spoiled God over the gone with the wind for me. Um, Casablanca. So, um, there's a scene where they're all, all in like their little villain hideout and the they it's the shots in like a Dutch angle in the layout is you have Catwoman like laying like um laying across the frame and then like um you have the penguin and the Riddler like leaning into the frame and it's like a really good composition um from like the way that they use Catwoman's body to sort of balance the the frame of the mm -hmm. shot uh especially within a Dutch angle and it's like you don't realize that kind of stuff when you watch as a kid um especially when you watch as a kid because you're just like ah everything's labeled that's funny so yeah. um so <laughs> yeah so we saw that but like you know it was just and then after that we just left because they were, they were having a concert um in a room that would realistically hold about 150 people and you were probably looking at maybe a thousand people trying to cram into this tiny little room so um, to not be a part of the next, oh God, what was that? What was that band? Oh, it's going to be a really terrible joke. Um, was it, a, it wasn't white. Do you, do you remember why there's an awful, that awful like fire at a metal concert? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there were a couple. <sighs> um, oh God. Oh shoot. I'm trying to think of that. I'm trying to remember what the band was. I almost want to say white snake, but that's not right. Uh, no, I'm pretty maybe it was Great White. Great White, that's what it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I didn't want to be involved in one of those moments, so I was like, we're just gonna go. Um especially because they closed the convention down at seven. Um the what I could tell was not a lot of things. Um I actually got to meet um Sam Ellis, um, the original artist behind uh Archer. Oh, okay, cool. Um and so we talked a little bit and, um, you know, we chatted a little bit, you know, was plugging some projects he was working on and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, we talked long enough, you know, he wasn't really like, I mean, he was a very nice guy, very professional, very friendly, uh, really down to earth, you know, talked about wanting to get a PS4 to play Street Fighter five. You can't get any more real than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and pretty chill. I bought like a little comic book he was working on, um, you know, the and, you know, but he wasn't like doing like a ton of like he wasn't moving a ton of stuff, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I, I noticed that with like a lot of the other vendors, too, is that they weren't um, all of the other artists or vendors from at least what I saw in my very limited time there. They weren't moving a lot of stuff. Um, and I think partly it wasn't because their prices were crazy. Like there was one place that was selling like $10 posters and I'm like, well, they should be fucking out of posters by now. Which day was this? Um, was it Saturday? Or Saturday. It was Saturday. Okay. Um, <clears throat> cause I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go Sunday cause I didn't work. Um, so, you know, the, the balance there for like, you know, I'm like, who is this really benefiting? You know, the convention's all stacked on top of itself. You have people, um, you know, everything's crammed. Everything's not organized properly. Um, you know, it's 
you don't have anything for these people really to do. Um, you made it easier to get food, which was nice, but um, and then they were like selling this out weird. Was like selling beer inside the vendor room, mm-hmm. and no, it was just like there's a um, like a large conference room, and I'm like, did well, you that really was my need next to take space? As far as how big the vendor room was, and like, it, it, was it something that had like big open ceilings, or is it does it feel like you're just kind of smashed into a room and, and sitting next to a bunch of other people, and now there's a, a massive beer line because whenever there's a be- whenever there's beer, people are going to buy it. So now you just kind of are like separating the room in half and stuff like that. Um, it was on the side near one of the doors. It was. I'm trying to think about it. It was just like if if you've ever been in like if you ever played in like shitty regionals for some kind of event where you didn't need to like that could be hosted at many tables. Mm-hmm. It was like that kind of place. Like the only thing I compare it to is like the like the conference room at a fucking Holiday Inn, you know. And that's basically the size that it was. The ceilings weren't terribly high. There were a lot of people crammed in there. It was. It was large for like a large conference or a multi-level marketing scheme, um, or the but... Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, so it wasn't very, uh, it wasn't very large. It wasn't very spacious, and it just wasn't a. It really wasn't a good time. Um, but the beer, the, you couldn't even tell there was beer there, um, because it was just kind of stowed away in a corner. Um, and they're all expensive, and I, you know, got to watch that struggle firsthand too. Um, but yeah, it just was not like there wasn't. I mean, it's something I would not go back to. Um, you know, I would recommend that people not go um, because your until the organization gets better. Mm-hmm. Regarding my personal experience or whatever, um, you know, you know, it, I. I wouldn't say it's worth the cost of admission. Definitely it's not. Um, you know, until they decide to dedicate more space to it. Um, because you had some really, you had some really, you know, if you were super into comic book art, you had some really cool people there for it. But um, until you could actually sit down and maybe plan those, that event better. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I would I wouldn't recommend it. Um, now, did you I, end up going so you went through playthrough before, but did you go to Oak City Comic Con or no? You this is just your first no, NC I Comic-Con did. One. Yeah, this is my first NC Comic Con. Um, and honestly, like I'm, if it's from my understanding, it's that it's two separate. They branded together because they're relatively close, location wise, but it's two separate people that are basically doing the convention. Well, that's what it looks the like. It, it came together under the North Carolina Comic Con brand. Um. And so this is different because, like in Charlotte, they do Heroes Con, um, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, this it looks like they're doing the same signage at least for Bull City um, that when it was there uh, four, yeah, four actually, yeah, four years ago this November um, when I was playing in the PTQ at Atomic Empire um, that I we were like, okay, yeah, I'll we'll just go and play in this until both of us are out of it, and then we'll head over to NC Comic Con. Which was at Durham and like the the um, Carolina Theater and stuff downtown, and that was mm-hmm. when I ended up winning and just played fourteen hours of Magic that day. Um, and so we weren't able to go and exhausted the next day, so we didn't check anything out. Um, but uh, it, I mean, same signage, all that stuff. So it looks like it's evolved into, and this is the same timing as that one since it's the Novemberish time frame. Um, so it looks like it's evolved from just having just the one in uh, in Durham to now being split between Durham mm-hmm. and Raleigh. Yeah, I'm very, um, yeah, like I'm very hesitant to go to, I'm, I'm very hesitant to go, um, again to Durham and see the, the Durham Comic Con. Like, I'm not, I wasn't really impressed. Um, I didn't feel like a good use of time or money. Um, and I understand the point. Like, you pay for what you pay for with a mission. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that. Um, and I get that, you know, um, but you know, my mom taught me how to kind of hustle those things. And what you do is you basically go and, you know, cause we used to do it at the state fair when I would grow up is you basically go get as much free shit as you can yep, and do as much as you can for the price of admission. And then you choose what other stuff you want to spend your money on. 
you know, do you want to go drive bumper carts? Okay, well, here, I'm going to get these fucking three free, you know, flashlights for free and and this neat tote bag. We've got you know? X amount like, of time and Y amount of dollars. How much fun do you mm-hmm. want to have out of that? Exactly. And it just felt like one of those things where you couldn't do that because even with the panels and everything, you couldn't find the panels and you the organization was so bad so it was like literally pay money to buy something be you know pushed around like cattle Mm -hmm. and 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 it just it wasn't it wasn't a very pleasurable experience and none of the other conventions like yeah, which is, I mean, that's the whole root of it is, is going there for fun, for sharing and the experience of everything else. And so when you're when you're getting however many people that is in together and it doesn't feel like it's worth their time, then uh, especially if there's people that are uh, kind of going back to the, the Han Solo statue of just kind of entertaining themselves sitting next to something else. Yeah. Um, like it seems like there's uh, opportunities missed. Yeah, and like they did a really bad job of like hyping people up for things if an artist is doing a signing hype it up you know like be like hey you know we've got the fucking originator of deadpool here doing signings that motherfucker's been popular lately come get your shit signed this is how much it costs you know like hype it up make this like there's supposed to be importance you can't tell me you have people who originate fucking really popular content at your event doing signings and stuff and just be like fuck it just, just they'll figure it out if they want it signed yeah. like i mean nuts absolutely nuts get me excited like the thing is it's like your thing you're talking about building a brand and you're trying to build a brand you have to get me excited when i'm there you have to get me to spend money i normally wouldn't spend on these things because you got me so fucking excited because you believe you've convinced me that i'm creating an experience with this and they did not do that. Um, you know, regardless of, you know, uh, people I went with and their attitudes or whatever, like, and none of that was con- conveyed well, and it didn't do a good job of it. Mm-hmm. Like they ran out of, they ran out of day passes. Well, I mean, that's, if that's a issue of running out versus selling out, there's a difference. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, that could end up being something where, uh, I mean, if you're quote unquote at capacity and, and being at the bigger cons and understanding the, um, you don't want to uh, um, come under the wrath of the fire marshal um, since they mm-hmm. can shut things down rather quickly for, for a number of reasons. Um, and depending on how they're tracking things and, and going from there, that could be something that uh, makes it easy for them to kind of pull that plug. Um, but if it is a, a fact of where if you just kind of run out of physical material and then you still have space in the building for people to go to, um, yeah, that would be pretty bad. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. They literally we go to get the pa- so, for instance, this is this talks about organization and how bad this kind of this how badly this was organized. You had a line of people trying to get tickets. You could buy tickets online. The staff did not tell anyone. You could buy tickets on your smartphone, show them the email, and they would give you a pass. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. And then on top of it, so we get there, and they literally go, oh, we ran out of day passes. Here's a weekend pass. Be honest. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, so it, it definitely wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a fire marshal capacity issue. It was uh-huh. just a, a physical property issue. Yeah. Yeah, like you just weren't prepared. Like, did you not have numbers to see what this would look like? Or, you know, I'm like, I'm like first of all, I'm like, how can I even use this fucking three-day pass? The one day is already gone. I'm paying for today, and tomorrow you're probably going to close at 2.30. So, you know, it's like, it just wasn't a very well planned out or thought out, like, at least from my experience, it's just an average consumer is an average dude who's not dressing up in a costume and has seen a couple comic books every once in a while. Now there were some, if you were into trade paperbacks, there were some really good deals on trade paperbacks, you know, like only five bucks for a trade paperback is some comic stories you really like, you know, that's cool. That's a plus. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, but it's like, I, I can recognize the value in that, but it's like, 
you have to do a good job of keeping me in that building long enough and keep me entertained enough where I'm fine where I'm shelling out hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You barely got $10 out of me for one vendor, and that's because I, we talked for 30 minutes. You know, because they weren't terribly busy. And it's just like, you know, I should be going and seeing a whole bunch of really cool stuff regardless of what I'm into, if that makes any sense. Like, like you know, you see statues, you see this. Like, there should be something that's always appealing to somebody in your vendor room or in your art room. And, um, you know, it just, that stuff wasn't happening. Um, and you know, you gotta keep me distracted to keep me happy. If literally the only thing I can do is walk around your vendor room, sit down, pay money to play fucking arcade games or go watch fucking Terminator. (laughs) Like that doesn't sound like, if I told you that's like, could you imagine if somebody just blankly came up to you and said, what did you you ask? Oh, Hey, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I went to this convention thing. Oh, neat. What'd you do? Well, I just walked around a room, saw a couple posters of Jimi Hendrix uh paid to play some arcade games couldn't actually walk through the hallway because it was basically stacked on top of a hotel and then watch terminator you're gonna be like dude that fucking sounds awful like yeah that's the biggest thing is you (laughs) want people to to come in and be glad they're giving you their money um whereas if it's if again you're uh, you're making it so that it's difficult for people to figure out what's going on. That's not going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it was not a, uh, that's weird. Um, sorry, I got distracted by Facebook. Um, that happens. Oh, speaking in, so that's pretty much my review of bull city, the TDL, you know, too long. Didn't listen. Um, it, Basically, just comes down to um, I wouldn't recommend anybody to go. I didn't have a great time. They didn't seem to really know what they were doing. Um, and that's kind of a bummer because that kind of stuff, you, you need to see more kind of stuff. Like, it's nice to see that kind of stuff. They just didn't know what they were doing. So, there's that. On the, uh, on the bright side, though, I finally started an Instagram. That's started start. using it. Yeah, right? So, um, I figured out how to use that. I just been posting some pictures of bugs that I, I found. Um, you know, cause I'm fucking 57 and I don't understand millennials. Well, so that's, I mean, that's a start kind of what we were talking about since we're almost running up against our general time limit, but, uh, that's kind of what we were talking about. Um, before we got on mic and walking through some of the stuff as, uh, you wanted to, to start blogging on, on some of the stuff and uh, yes. using the, the site that we have uh, for the episodes as, as a, some more of a platform there. Um, so what are, what are some of the, uh, the blog themes that, that you want to, or series that are topics uh, that you want to jump into? Um, and I'm saying you, because I would say I would uh, want to write them as well. Um, but I also have like a personal blog that I've restarted like five times. And each time I restart it, I'd say I'm going to write more this year, which I think I may say that for 2018 as well. And then it's got like one post a year. Um, so I may or may not have a post here and there, but uh, if you're uh, having things that are constructive and, and in your head uh, now that you want to get on to uh, uh, our readers eyeballs, uh, that'll, that'll be much more productive than me thinking anything that's going to happen for me. Yeah, so I've got a few a uh, few blog things. Um, so there'll be um, the first first things uh, that'll probably be going up that'll be starting soon because I actually have a backlog backlog of those. Is basically I do a uh, Donald reviews mo- movies poorly series. Um, and it's basically testing them out sort of as Facebook statuses, and they all tend to be pretty funny. Um, so um, I'm. I want to actually start using those over there um, so we can actually start posting those. Um, I have a journey to Japan series that I'm planning on starting, um, which is basically just where I detail about um, probably a little probably be a little bit more uh, serious in nature um, that deal with, uh, you know, sort of why I'm going and maybe something 
within that journey of me starting that thing. Like, um, you know, something as simple as like my experience just looking at Airbnbs over there and how I, you know, I got giddy because I almost have enough money saved for two weeks worth of Airbnbs in Osaka. <laughs> like, you know, right. Because that's like dumb. Like that's, I mean like stuff like that. So, um, you know, that'd be interesting to sort of chronicle, uh, that now I can't guarantee that those blog posts are going to be, you know, once a week or a schedule. Um, there's that kind of stuff. There's also, um, probably a, um, series that would probably be along the lines of like Donald's first, um, that basically sort of catch all, um, like the first experiences that I have, um, like for instance, I, my first flight was when I was, my first airplane f- flight was when I was 20, oh Jesus, uh, 22, 23. My first ride on the subway was when I was fucking like 26. <laughs> like, so, um, you know, so like there are experiences like that. Um, and the fact that I was telling somebody my life experiences do not correlate to my age. Um, you know, what I was talking about when I go to when I, you know, sometimes when I went to Western, um, like I stayed in a nine story dorm without air conditioning and there was only like one place to eat on campus. Um, <laughs> which is something you would expect to hear somebody's like dad say about their college. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, a little bit of a anachronism there. Yeah. So, um, you know, and my life is full of that kind of stuff. Like my, um, you know, like some of the jobs that I've done, like I, since I've been working minimum wage has been way raised like a few times and not everybody, you know, that's something that a lot of people dealt with. Um, or at least around, around my generation have dealt with. Um, also there'll be news and notes, um, about, um, stuff that we didn't necessarily get a chance to actually talk to in depth in the podcast, um, that I'd want to go in depth a little bit about, um, um, you know, long, uh, maybe some long form game reviews, um, top 10 lists or, you know, or things to look out for, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, that kind of stuff, which would probably just be like, a, will come up with some kind of generic catch all for, um, you know, or I could very easily, instead of doing top tens, it'll be just top three games I enjoyed playing this year, top three movies I enjoyed. Um, that way it seems like I've, you know, much more selective instead of only soft foreign movies that you instead of <laughs> all about presentation. <laughs> yes. So, um, there's, there's stuff like that. Um, you know, and also, um, you know, there'll be most likely be other stuff that will tie in there. Um, especially, you know, regarding new, like current day news and that kind of stuff. So it'll basically be like certain, you know, certain series, um, probably maybe a little bit more nerd, uh, nerd oriented, um, until, um, nerd or geek oriented until, um, every so often with a bit of like, uh, political, sociopolitical commentary at some point, um, and dealing with actual real world situations sometimes, um, or at least my takes on them. So think of it, um, there'll be, there'll be a couple of things and then there'll be, um, little, there'll be, um, some things that'll basically be like an editorial, um, like an editor's column um, from like your local newspaper, but it affects your thing, you know, things like, you know, I can't help, but you know, we mentioned before, like I can't help but be amazed at how many people are shocked by like the me too hashtag Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, a lot of these people are talking about their sexual harassment and sexual assault experiences, especially when dealing with people in positions of power. And I'm like, well, I mean, duh, like, you know, like, these things happen, you know, so there's a bit of that, like how I'm amazed at people being amazed by that. So like, there's stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of the whole, um, the whole part of what we were doing anyway, as far as just to keep the conversation going, but between yeah. us, but then also a larger conversation. So not everything has to be, uh, um, the, uh, the voice in between us, but yeah, just putting it out there yeah. in, in writing and, and kind of keeping that going where there are going to be times where we are, uh, uh, obviously as, as the, uh, episode dates have, have shown a little bit, uh, uh, kind of, uh, miscommunication or, or just missing each other in transit. Um, so keeping that going and kind of keep the, the kind of content streaming is, is a good start. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, 
you know, like I'm, you know, really excited about it. I hope she's good. Um, you know, as I said, you know, there won't be, I'll try really hard to keep a consistent stream. I think one issue should be relatively sorted out at the end of November here. So that should be better. Um, I have a whole piece I want to do about, um, uh, loot boxes, um, because that's actually been a very big thing. Um, especially I don't, we, I know we didn't get it. I know because I actually want to go try and maybe make a little sandwich before dinner, maybe just order a pizza, eat half of it, cry, and then go to bed. Um, but like EA, um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the internet or anything, but EA literally just shat the bed with Battlefront, uh, Battlefront 2. Um, they uh, basically have locked everything behind microtransactions. Uh, for, I've uh, seen like all the, <laughs> I've seen the ads for it, but I haven't seen um anything coming from as far as uh, kind of post-release um and it's interesting where i mean i have a couple uh i have some friends who work at ea and i i know people that uh also work there but not on the um i don't believe on the battlefield franchise so um it's interesting knowing some of the kind of the extended uh folks there and how things are getting uh kind of taken up yeah they've been ea's been going crazy with uh microtransactions and battlefront 2 drops soon and like all the press is starting to come out where it basically costs 200 plus dollars to have the complete game oh wow um because they've lo- because they've locked so much of that now that's mind you a game that you see dollars for mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean that was um, one that i was actually contemplating picking up and i like i don't play shooters um, I mean, when I got the Xbox one last summer, I played overwatch a bunch, but then I haven't touched it since. Um, and so it's just one where, I mean, just, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big sucker for the star Wars IP. Um, so that would be something that, that I may fly that on, but yeah, if that's, if that's the case, that's something that's yeah. definitely not going to be, a be yeah. getting bought anytime soon. Yeah. It's pretty rough. I bought, uh, the first battlefield for PS4 and I couldn't even, there's like a, game breaking glitch in it where you can't get past the demo screen um and you have to like have uninstalled it deleted it um the game says it's downloaded and apparently isn't downloaded completely so i was just like okay um i just spent seven dollars on this game to sort of play a little bit of a shooter maybe two weeks before the actual game came out and i'm like it's just sitting down in the living room it's in a pile of stuff that's going to get immediately traded back to GameStop because it doesn't work. Um, and um, which is a bummer. Um, there's that. Um, I also, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, I did get Mass Effect Andromeda. I've been playing that. Um, so I've get to see firsthand that mess um, of a game. So I will say, um, hopefully in a future episode, and it'll probably go a little bit more depth in blog post. There will be, um, I have played more than enough new releases this year to feel justified to do a top three slash five list um, for best games, uh, best games of this year. So and that'll, that'll be something if you like it when, when we get a little nerdy, a little nerdy about video games, that'll be, that'll, you'll, you can look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll, again, like I said, just kind of get more of the content out there, keep it uh, yeah. searchable and, and all that stuff where uh, most of the time it's just all whatever we've got from a, uh, you know, uh, tweet slash episode post. And, and so we can, we can kind of bring in some of those, uh, posts into the, um, episodes. And then if we, you know, want to talk about them and stuff like that, it all, it all makes sense there. So that's mm-hmm. a, a lot of good stuff I'm looking forward to. Yep. It'll be pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's pretty much maxer time for today, but sorry, that took so long with that, that thing. It was just, a one one heck of a not great experience well no i mean again understandably that's something where like you said if you're uh if you're putting your money out there and you're taking your time uh you want to make sure that it's something that it's it's worth your time and worth your money so that that makes a lot of sense yeah so one thing yeah. that's coming up that i hope is worth my time and worth my money there's a, a new hulu series which um just the fact that it's on hulu is questionable of whether it's worth my money to begin with um and that's no a combination of the IP. It's more on Hulu and uh, their user interfaces. Um, but uh, there's a, a Marvel series that they've turned into a movie um, that's uh, Runaways uh, that's coming out on the 21st. <sighs> so next Tuesday, um, it starts. Ooh. And so that's, yes, next Tuesday. Um, so they're, 
unlike Netflix, uh, Hulu does the the painful one episode a week um, release of their series. They did that with uh, eleven twenty two sixty three, which I think really hurt them. Um, I don't know why they do it that way as opposed to the Netflix binge style. Um, I don't think it really helps them with subscribers, but that's, <coughs> that's just the my two cents uh, but that's something yeah. where I'll, I'll check that out um, I ran into someone at Comic-Con or at San Diego over the summer um, that worked on it and she said it's going to be amazing gonna, you know it's as true to the story as it can be blah 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 so that I'm looking forward to that um, so we'll, we'll see that hopefully in the, the next week or so that leading into uh, the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, yep. we'll, we'll see where we go from there to get the, the rest of our, uh, our kind of in the can issues out and then uh, check it out check back uh, soon yeah, no, I it'll be good. I'm I'm excited. I'm hyped for that now too.